0: Hello, this is the Mid Musings podcast. The podcast that focuses on everyday issues, illnesses, and disabilities that affect everyday people. Find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. And on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at Mid Musings. Please subscribe. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mid Musings podcast. My name is Oluwatoi, and I'm the host. And Today, I have a guest who is based in the United Kingdom. Yay! And his name is Callum Schofield. He has um, struggled with speech, and he
1: has, uh, I mean, I'm just going to leave him to tell all
0: this story, really. So welcome to the podcast, Callum.
2: Thank you for inviting me on. I'm really excited to be here and sort of share a little bit about my story.
1: Oh, thank you, really. So, you're based in the UK, and uh, just tell us a bit about you, really, so that listeners can get to know you.
2: Yeah, well, um, I'm based in the UK. I'm from a place in South Wales, and I'm very proud to be Welsh. I'd say I've lived quite a normal life. I'm a normal 19-year-old lad really and for any listeners who are wondering that I do have a stammer or a stutter which is a speech impediment of course now I'm talking about it you can't really tell which is ironic of course now we're talking about it there's no sign of it (laughs) but it's only because I worked to get to this point you know growing up it was very hard for me to say my own name to get a sentence out so yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I, I see myself as quite a normal, everyday life, really. Nothing that special.
1: Oh, thank you so much for sharing that information. Yeah, it must have been really difficult for you having a speech impairment, really.
2: Well, it was one of the hardest things I've ever faced. At the time, it was the hardest. It was little things like a lack of knowledge and understanding around speech impediments. You know, if I'm struggling to speak, if I'm struggling to say my name, people assume that there's something wrong with me, that I'm not very bright, I'm not very smart. So there's a lot of assumptions that people will make about you, and it's basic tasks. Like when someone asks you your name or your address or little things like that, and you can't say these very basic answers, then that causes a great level of fear, anticipation, and anxiety. And, you know, I, I've had a stammer or a stutter, whichever one you want to call it, as they're both the same, and since I was the age of five. I think it developed when I was four or five. So I've had it for about almost 15 years. And it's it has been a very challenging thing with a lot of struggles along the way
1: that and thank you for actually sharing your story today because it's necessary for us and people more. So how did your speaking parents and uh, your stories affect you mentally when you were growing up?
2: Well I think as a child all you want to do is fit in really. I think that's what everyone wants to do. You know, when you're a young child, even when you're going through Secondary school, secondary education, you you don't want to do anything to make you stand out or appear different to anyone else, and obviously there was only two people in my school of the hundreds and hundreds of pupils who had a stutter, so I was already standing out a great deal, and I didn't want to. You know, I was in denial at times. I was you know I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I won't stutter. You know, there was a lot of shame, a lot of fear, you know, there's little things that I didn't like speaking to people, I didn't like ordering food at restaurants, you know, I didn't like social interaction that much, speaking in front of other people, it's all. And this was what happened on uh, every day, you know, it, it was a daily basis of fears and anxieties. And... I was about 9 or 10 when I first started to feel like I stood out. You know, even though it started when I was 5, when you're that young, you don't really notice it. But when I was about 9 or 10, I started to notice it. And it was only probably a year and a half ago that I started working on my speech. I started learning techniques for my physical speech and mindset to actually overcome it. And when you think of us about 7, 8, eight years of everyday fear and anxiety about speaking which is something we all do every day and it still has its impacts on me now you know i'm still insecure and have anxieties about certain things which maybe if i didn't have my stutter i wouldn't be today if that makes sense oh
1: thank you so much were there situations or circumstances that make you stutter? Worse
2: or better? Yeah, whenever I was speaking to strangers, speaking in a pressure situation, where that was a time pressure or lots of people watching, or you know speaking to figures of authority, my speech would always fluctuate a lot more. There'd be times that in work, for example, we had a new manager come in, we had a new boss, and I could hardly get a word out in front of him. I would be okay speaking to one of my friends at work but then to this new boss, I couldn't. I could literally. It was a struggle to get a handful of words out without stuttering. But then on the flip side of that, situations that maybe benefited it. If I was in school, I did a bit of acting and performing arts. And so when I was up on stage, when I was someone else, which is the cliche, you know, when I was someone else, my speech was really good because I was thinking, right, I'm playing this character. This character has not got a stutter, like you know. In, in between, when I'm with my friends and family, for example, I might stutter now and again. It's not too bad, really. You know, it just depends again on the circumstance. Like even over the last couple of weeks, I've been out with my friends, and I was still stutter sometimes more than I would have expected. But because they're my very close friends, then it. It's not something that really matters. It doesn't really matter to them. That's the same story with my family. There'll be days when I can speak fine with my family. There'll be days when maybe if I'm under a bit of stress or not feeling in the best mood for whatever reason, that will come out in my speech. That's probably something I should have mentioned. It's things that come out as speech. So if I'm feeling upset or if I'm feeling unhappy, you can tell because my speech will be I don't want to say worse because, you know, stuttering is not a negative thing. If you're be stuttering, then that's fine. But my speech will be more stuttery, you could say, if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm feeling... But even on the flip side, if I'm feeling excited, then, you know, when your brain's working quite quickly and trying to get everything out, then my speech might still block a bit more. So it's quite interesting how much your mood... Reflects your speech even without you knowing. Like sometimes I might be stuttering a bit more and I'll think, right, what's wrong? And I'll think, okay, what's actually triggered this speech really?
1: Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I'm aware that sometimes when you're under pressure or maybe when you feel like you're just too, I mean, within a group of people that you really don't no, then you yeah. would probably, so I, I do that as well. Like I, not that I have the diagnosed yeah. uh, sort of, or I mean, it's just like maybe like when you are anxious about something, you get a bit funny with your speech and with your manners. I mean, lots of things go on in your brain as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's something that you picked up on well. It- For me, and for the other, I think it's like one percent of the population of the world have a stutter. For us, sometimes these fears and anxieties will come out as a stutter, but the, the similar or the same fears and anxieties that everyone faces, everyone struggles with, everyone might have to overcome, but just for me, it comes out as a stutter.
1: You mentioned that the, a certain percentage of the population actually have stutters. I was going through the list of people that are actually stutter. Bruce Willis, yeah. he's a very well known actor, he stuttered for 20 years. Jack Pierre also stuttered for a long time. And there's also this man called Ken Ventura. He started, Uh and he played the voice of God for actually more than three decades. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And he started. Yeah, yeah, he started through. And it's all about having a positive attitude to life and having other uh, things that help you. Earlier on, you mentioned that about one and a half years ago, you started learning how to master your speech. So what are those techniques that actually helped?
2: Well, it was September 2019. I went on a speech course here in the UK, which is, it's um, in a place called Eastbourne, which is West Sussex, I believe, which is quite to the south of the UK and a speech course called the Starfish Project. And basically it's a three day course we well forward, you arrive on the tuesday you leave on the friday and then you work and it teaches you this breathing technique called costal breathing which is when you take a sharp intake of breath in before a word then you hit that word on top of the breath i don't use it 24/7 but for interviews like this you could probably notice that i might take that sharp deep intake of breath particularly if it's a word that i might have a bit of trouble with and as well as this physical technique which works wonders if you actually per, put it into practice. It teaches you about the mindset, about the actual that having a step there should never hold you back. Like for example, you work it in a room on the Wednesday and Thursday in, in a big room full of people who stepped down you know, or people who've taken the course previously will come back to teach you the technique to work on their own speech. So we do all this, learn all the techniques, learn all the advice working with people and on the friday we go out to the town of eastbourne and you actually put put it into practice you know you walk into shops with just kind of explain it a bit better what you normally do is you're putting in either pairs or groups and it's normally a new person or someone who's working on their speech with someone who is confident in their speech has overcome the fear of stuttering and you will approach people in the street whether you're telling them, like for example, I remember I approached someone and said, can I introduce myself to you? My name's Callum Schofield. I've got a stammer and I've been on a speech course to overcome it. And it's things like that. And whether you're walking into shops, asking what time they close, asking ways in the US McDonald's, just doing things like that, doing these tasks that I never thought I could do. You know, I would never ask something. If I need to find something in a shop, I'll just walk around there 30 minutes trying to find it when it would take two minutes to, to, to ask someone. Mm. So it's, I know it's a cliche, but that course was life-changing. And you know, it was absolutely life-changing. I was lucky enough that January 2020, I went back on the course and I was actually teaching the technique to new people. So, and it was a very emotional, surreal experience to think, just six months ago I was sat where you were sat and now I'm here teaching it and that's even now that's still something I'm, I struggle to get my head around of how I've come that far over I will say a short amount of time I've been working on my speech for about a, a year and a half coming up to two years and in the world of stuttering and stammering that's not a very long time to be working on your speech like I was still class myself as early days You know, people spend years and years working on their speech, so I have been quite lucky that my journey has got me to this point, really.
1: Oh, thank you, yes. It's awesome to know that you are now able to actually teach, even though you stutter and you are overcoming that fear, you are overcoming the challenge that you have with your speech. it's so awesome to understand that even though you're still um, you're still with the same impairment you are still trying to help other people overcome their fear, that's such an awesome thing to do
2: Thank you, thank you so it's, you know, there's no cure for stuttering you know, there's no magic pill or anything like that that will take someone's stutter away you've just got the kind of it sounds the harsh truth is you've got to embrace it and live with it you know you can't keep hoping for this magic pill to take it away you've got to actually put the work in and that's a shame for some people who aren't ready as you literally do have to work for it like without working on my speech for a year and a half I wouldn't have got to where I am now like it would have been easy to attend that course then a couple of weeks later to drop back into the person I used to be, so it does take a lot of work, and the sad reality is the majority of people who stutter aren't ready to put that work in, and that's not me sounding harsh, that is actually the sad truth, really.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, when I said I was actually looking at this statistics, I read that there's this guy called Charles Dotson. Is known as Lewis Carroll. Uh, he is the author author of Alice in Wonderland. Have you oh, read that yeah. book? Have you heard of the yes. book? Yes. Yeah. He stuttered as well as ten of his siblings. So you can imagine how they managed to get through the days, even with his stutter. You know, ten siblings all stuttering around and. He also did something awesome because he wrote the book Alice in Wonderland. I think literally every, I think, I would say, at least anybody who likes reading would have read that book or seen something about it. And it's being made into one of these Disney movies. So that's so interesting. So can you share where
2: you are at now in your life? Well, it's important to remember that I didn't just attend this course and I, I was fixed, you know, immediately. It took this work. But right now, I still have days when my speech is not the best. I still stutter you know, I still stutter almost every day. But the biggest difference is now it I'm not affected At all. If I stutter in front of strangers, in front of authority, in front of family, friends, I'm not affected by my stutter at all, and I'm still working on it. But sort of the trying to think the best way to word it. But what I was aiming for two years ago was a hundred percent fluency. I wanted to be fluent. I didn't want to stutter. But now I'm a bit like I've got a lot more fluent. But more importantly, I've got more accepting of myself. I've got accepting of my speech. And if I stutter, I I, I I stutter. You know, it's not a bad thing. You know, like stuttering. You know, a very close friend of mine who's got a stutterer um, said this to me. Said, you know, stuttering is only a bad thing if you make it a bad thing." You know, and that's sums it up really. Is if you told me two years ago I would be hosting a podcast, I would be being interviewed on podcasts like yours right now. You're speaking. T- t- to you, I've also recently started getting into the circuit of stand-up comedy as well. So I started you know, hopefully getting, it not a career into comedy, but I'm getting my foot in the door of the world of comedy. And I use my stutter in quite a lot of jokes because it's a way to break the ice and show that I don't mm. care if I stutter. Because there was so much shame hanging around my neck for 18 years of my life with my stutter. And now I can make jokes about it. and make people laugh a lot by talking about it. So that's, but again, it's all where I am now. If you told me that two years ago, I would have not believed you at all. And it's the mindset change has been the key factor in all this.
1: Oh, thank you. Wow. So from not being able to say your name, like for 18 years, now you are a stand-up comedian and also a podcaster. So what's your podcast
2: about? Tell us a bit about your podcast. Yeah, well, my podcast is called The Schofield Stories, and it's basically an interview-style podcast where I interview people from all different backgrounds and stories. I've been lucky enough to interview some, you know, incredible people, such as I've interviewed some stand-up comedians who you can see on TV regularly. I've interviewed some Olympic and par- a Paralympic gold medalists, you know, I, I um former Special Forces soldiers, you know, I've interviewed such a wide range of people, you know, even people who I've watched on TV, myself, I've been very lucky, and it's just an interview podcast to talk about mental health in some ways, as I've always said that we don't have to talk about mental health specifically specifically. To raise awareness of mental health, and just by having these conversations with these incredible guests, uh, we're encouraging people to talk. The same as what we're doing here today. You know, just by us having this open and honest conversation, we're encouraging people to have their own open and honest conversations. And that's my whole mentality behind it. Really, it's just if we can just talk and enjoy talking and meet these amazing people. Uh, you know, I, I've made friends with people who. I've watched on TV. i made friends with Olympic athletes who I watched them win their gold medals. It's like, it's such a whirlwind of an experience to get to where I am now. But I absolutely, I wouldn't change it for the world, honestly.
1: Oh, thank you. Wow. Yes. Olympic mentally. Thank you for sharing that story. And also, yeah, everybody listening to my podcast, you've got to check out the coffee stories. Um, and you. <laughs> Just raising awareness about mental health issues. Get talking about it. Yeah, that's the mentality. Let's talk about this and just debunk all these needs surrounding mental health. We just have to break that boundary. We just have to be able to raise more awareness. We just have to be open about it. There's nothing that anybody is going through that somebody else hasn't gone through in the past. So, yeah. That's yeah, it. that's
2: perfect. That's what we need to do. It needs to be more awareness and more acceptance of it as well.
1: Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Do you have any social media handles? Where you, I mean, where people can follow you?
2: Yeah, you can find me on um, on like Instagram and Twitter and, uh, Calum underscore the scope so that's name. underscore the then s-c-h-o-f that's instagram and twitter you can also find the schofield stories on again facebook instagram twitter and just on all major podcasting platforms your know, spotify apple google and all that so yeah please reach out I, I always try to if i get messages about interview the podcast i'll try and answer Everyone, because what I've always said is if I can just make a positive impact on one person, then I'm happy, and that's all I set out to do, really.
1: Oh, thank you so much for your time today. It's been awesome speaking to you,
0: and have a great day. Yeah,
1: thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me on. I've really
2: enjoyed it, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. Please download and share with your friends and family and on social media platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Listening Notes, Podchaser, Good Pods, Radio Public, Stitcher, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Himalaya, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please leave a review, comment, or feedback on our social media platforms on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also on our website, www.podbean.com. Thank you very much.